is the Three Preachers Podcast, featuring three preachers talking about life, church, and of course, the Word of God. And now, welcome to the Three Preachers Podcast. I said a hip hop, the hip it, the hip it, the hip hip hop, you don't stop the rock and do the bang bang boogie, say up, jump the boogie, do the rhythm of the boogie. This is the Three Preachers Podcast. I am David. To my left, ooh, changing it up on you this week, Chris. To my left Uh-oh. is Devin D Money 2000 Morris. Did I read that right? I did that right? Okay. And to my my right, do you want to be C Money? I don't know what it is. I'll pass. Go pass. It's just Chris. What, Chris. Is, what is 2000 all about? To me, it was just like a funny, like cliche thing. Like you know, when two thousand came around, everything was the two thousand. Oh, everything yeah, yeah. was named two thousand. Oh, so you're Devin two thousand. And so it's just kind of D Money two thousand. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. He was nine though when two thousand hit. So that's true. Yeah. I can't argue that. Yeah, I really know why I was actually eight when two thousand. I was well into my. Adult, I turned nine adulthood. in two thousand. Mm-hmm. I'd been graduated from high school for ten years. In 2000. So you tell me, you tell me, Y2K means something drastically different. So you're to telling us me, you. you're telling me, you got some knee pain right now? Is that what you're telling? Well, no, I have, you got some I have all kinds of pain. Is it going to rain tomorrow, Chris? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm hurting all the time. So I just hurt. I hurt every day. I just get up and hurt. You know, he's knowing Chris walks to the front door of the office. You hear, "Oh, good morning, youngins, whippersnappers." I don't know why Chris would say whippersnappers, but it is what it is. Painful experience being old. We'll see when we get there. Well, when Devin gets there. Full disclosure, this week's podcast is recorded ahead of time. I was about to say, what are we going to say? And full disclosure. Uh, so if something has happened. About this past uh, cause, week. Well, because, uh, yeah, we can't say what. How you, <laughs> yeah. I feel this week because this week hasn't happened yet. Are we in the future right now? I'll tell we you are. how I'm feeling. Oh, I'll I'm, tell you how I'm feeling. Yeah. Uh, it's Thursday and camp started on Sunday. Yeah. That's you, how I feel. Yeah. Okay, how am I doing this week? It's hot. I'm hot. These yeah. gnats are getting on my nerves. These yeah. kids are getting on my nerves. Yeah. I'm ready to go home. Yeah. That's how I'm doing this week. It's weird we're talking about camp because I had a dream last night I was at camp. Isn't that weird? Are you going to camp now? Well, I think I, we were talking about the camp I grew up going to, Camp Maywood. Mm-hmm. And um, That's a good camp. It was awesome. I went to it from kindergarten all the way through, and my parents were counselors, so it was a big part of our life. But I had a dream being back at Camp Maywood last night. I think mm-hmm. it's because we were talking about it last night. Yeah. So, yeah, as you're listening to this podcast right now, Devin and I are dying out in the middle of the woods, nowhere, at camps. In different places. Different, different places, camps. yeah, not together. Dying, that would be dying bear- separately. Honestly, it'd be bearable if we were together. For me, yeah. you probably would die quicker. No, no, no. Because yeah. I think I'd drive I'd you crazy. Quicker. But, yeah, <laughs> you would die quicker. Uh, but, no, we're actually going to be at different camps. That just makes it. I'll just hold down the fort here in Dothan while you guys suffer. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Sure, sure. We have nothing to follow up with that. I have air conditioning. So if there, so maybe we should go ahead and just pre-record some some uh, uh, reactions to anything that might happen. So if something happens, a future critique of the a, week. A future critique <laughs> of the week. So if something happens in pop pop culture, we could say, "Oh my goodness, I cannot believe he or she said or did that." Would you like to record something too? Um. No, I don't have anything. You've got nothing. <laughs> Thanks for playing along. That was this week's edition of Devin Does Not Play Along. With what, if we, what if we make first contact with aliens in between? <gasps> Ooh. And this, this is outdated. This will be outdated. All right, folks, put on your tinfoil hats because we are talking about extraterrestrials, aliens. The We're going to answer the question, do they exist? Mm. 
Wow. I didn't I mean, know that was on the agenda. News <laughs> 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 to me. He's looking over his nose. I didn't write that down. Give me a minute. He was ready to lock right down. Ladies and oh, gentlemen, this will be our final podcast. <laughs> we'll have an elders I meeting mean, next week. And directors and writers in Hollywood have been trying to answer this question forever, but we're going to answer it right now. Uh, <laughs> Preachers from Dothan, Alabama have the Are answer. there aliens, and will Will Smith actually save us this time around, or do we have to rely on somebody else? Well, the bad news is we don't have a president that's a fighter pilot, so that's we're in trouble. Oh, well. that's needed. I love alien movies, but there's some I will not watch again. I watched E.T. when I was a kid. Oh, I will never watch E.T. I've never. I watched it one time. Never watched it again. It freaked me out so much. What's your favorite alien movie? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Really, it's a great movie. That's probably uh, because Richard Dreyfuss. Chris watched. <laughs> it's true. This, this dates me a little bit, but uh, yeah, Richard Dreyfuss is a really good movie. I think. I think Steven Spielberg made that movie. Huh. I believe. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's a classic. It's one of those classic movies. Mine's, mine would be Science. What? Ooh, that's a movie I don't watch either. Signs. I love Signs. I watched Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Oh, Signs. Yeah. Yeah, I love that and movie. Not I, I, thought of, to, I forgot about that one. That's it's a good, a good movie, but it's a terrible alien movie. No, it's not. What? Well, okay, because the aliens come to a planet that's 70% water, and their only weakness yeah, is they water. Yeah, were, they were dumb, but, I mean, that doesn't take away <laughs> yeah. from the... Is it Swing for the Fence? Joaquin Phoenix's no, no, it, performance. No, it was a great movie, yeah. but it was a terrible alien. His response, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix's response when they see the alien on television is classic. Yes. Remember that? Oh, They're yeah. showing from Australia, I think, and no. they show it on television. <laughs> yes. like, Listen, yeah. I watched that kid. I watched that movie when I was a teenager. Terrifying. I, I, I enjoyed it, but it freaked me out so much. I did not watch it again until last year when I watched it with the girls. I couldn't do it. That scene, when they're in the cornfield... Yeah. And they got the flashlight and they're shining, and that oh, leg yeah. just kind of comes out. I jumped, yeah. I screamed. Yeah. I was like seventeen. That's I, great. I so you think I was probably tougher than you because I watched it and I would like come back to that movie. Like I watched it ton a ton of times growing I, up. I just something about it was something about the way it was shot. Uh, I also lived out in the country and like had barns and stuff. So the scene where the alien standing on the barn top oh, yeah. and all you see is a silhouette. Yeah. I, I I couldn't look. It at is barn pretty scene. scary. It was like it was a great movie. I love how he comes back to faith like the. Yeah, it's great. Mel Gibson yeah. comes back to faith. I love that. It's you know, got a little bit question. of like, a, you know, predestination kind of thing. You know, because right. the wife had said all that stuff before she died, and then they ended up, you know, remembered all those things, and that's how they defeated the it aliens. Was there. And it's a, it's a great yeah. movie. It's pretty cool. It's a great movie. I think mine would probably be. It's hard to top Independence Day for me. Welcome to Earth. That's what I call a close encounter. Hmm. Not not Independence Day two. That was that yeah. was hot garbage. Yeah. Both of those movies. <coughs> Rex, 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 I can't remember what it's called. Independence Day or Resident Yeah, or, I don't, yeah. Resurgent? Or yeah, something? I don't know. I've, yeah. I've definitely seen them. You haven't seen Independence Day? I haven't seen Independence Day. <gasps> what? I think he dies at the end. That's all I need to know. Well, who dies? dies? Doesn't somebody die? Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid dies. Is it Dennis Doesn't Quaid? There's two Quaids, right? Yeah, Is it Dennis Quaid? Yeah. What's yeah. the other Quaid that plays in? Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Yeah. Randy Quaid dies in this one, right? No, Dennis. Dennis. Qu- no, no, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Randy Quaid. Yeah, Randy, Randy Quaid. Quaid dies. Cousin Eddie. Yeah, cousin, yeah, cousin Eddie flies into. Yes, it's yeah. cousin Eddie. That's a great story, though. That guy's a, that's a redemption story in itself, too. Yeah, he's yeah. an old drunk, washed up, and he ends up saving the planet. Yeah, and the president's a fighter pilot. I, I've seriously probably watched every alien movie they've made. Like that's how much I enjoy them. Even that awful one, Mars Attacks. You ever watch Mars Attacks? No. Uh, you gotta go and watch Mars Attacks. It is so bad. Michael J. Fox 
It's fantastic. Did you watch Monsters vs. Aliens? Yes. These are movies I didn't even know existed. Did you watch Cowboys vs. Aliens? Monsters vs. Aliens? Ooh, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched them all. I'm telling you, everyone's come out. Now I'm in the deep water. I don't even know what these are. Monsters vs. Aliens is a DreamWorks animated movie. <laughs> Cowboys vs. Aliens was what... Harrison Ford and Daniel Craig. What Daniel Craig did right after 007. And everyone was like, uh... And it takes, it's, like, it's like a Western, but then aliens show up. And so the Cowboys had to fight the aliens. Huh. It's pretty weird. It's, it's, yeah. it's all right. I don't it's like fine. it. Uh, of course, we, we've completely overlooked the Alien franchise. I can't believe we didn't even... Predator. Predators. Predator 2 is a good one. Man. Let's see. Well, okay, so we're not really going to answer the question, is there alien life? Because we don't know. But there are some questions that we're going to try to answer or at least point out. Why does this matter? Why should we be talking about E.T.? Why should we talk about aliens in general? But really what's going to boil down to is if there is alien life. Right. What does that mean? What does that mean for us? Like, What does that mean to a believer? Does that make a difference? That's a good point. So we're going to turn to our conspiracy theorist expert here, Chris Jones. Clear my throat and get ready. He's going to take us down the rabbit hole. Yeah. This is something I started looking at a while back. I I research weird things sometimes, but I got into it because of Michael Heiser. a guy I respected, and Heiser got into this UFO phenomenon. So there's several things that have happened recently. People are paying attention, like on the news. So there's this group called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And you might have heard of Luis... Elizondo, I think is how his last name. I think that's right, Elizondo. He is a you know, serious-minded guy who was over this organization, and they started sharing things that were happening uh, where like jets, our military personnel, were coming into contact with objects that they could not identify, and they couldn't really explain the capabilities that they were seeing. So the one famous one, a Navy pilot in 2004. Now, there's several, actually, but this is one that a lot of people know about. In 2004, a Navy pilot comes in contact with a tic-tac-shaped object. And I always kind of crack <laughs> up when I think about that tic-tac-shape. It's, you know, it's not the size of a tic-tac. It's a larger object. But this thing is near San Diego, uh, near, I guess, um, an aircraft carrier. And it's flying over the water, and it's doing things that, you know, things that human beings have made, at least as far as we know, cannot do. Like the G-forces it would pull would kill people Like with this thing, the capability. So they make contact with this thing. They try to, you know, fly and get close to it. Well, it finally disappears. What's fascinating about that story in 2004, that object shows back up at the rendezvous point for these jets. So somehow this thing knew where their rendezvous point was going to be and beats them there. And they're waiting on them when they get there. So these guys are totally freaked out. What is this? But there's multiple cases where this has happened so if you pay attention to these things and some of these reports that have come out these are some from the pentagon some some from you know reputable sources not just you know what we call them tinfoil hat people you know where some of these weird objects have shown up at nuclear installations you know there's a place where i'm forgetting where it was what state but actually this craft supposedly dismantled nuclear weapons like shut them down in another place where they start the launch sequence. This thing's like manipulating equipment. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not saying I believe all that. This is just coming from reports, but it is fascinating what these people are seeing. So, so what is that all about? Could that have like some earthly origin? We don't know. Um, then you get into the phenomenon of people making contact with aliens, and this is more concerning, uh, where they call it close encounters of the fifth kind. And so you have people that are serious-minded, well-educated people using meditation to communicate with alien beings 
which to me is for a Christian is like, that's in the realm of Ouija board, demonic. Like you should not be doing that. Yeah. Because what you're talking to may not be an alien, supposedly, even right. if aliens existed. Okay. So let's just talk about really quick. So what I started thinking about, if aliens did show up, let's just say these crafts. And I let me go on record. I am not saying they're aliens. Okay. So I'm I'm not saying I think they're aliens out there. Billy Graham believed they existed. I mean, mm. he actually believed there were, were extraterrestrial beings out there. Yeah, he believed that. Now, isn't there some? Did you say somebody? There was some organization or something had confirmed or, or not confirmed, but said they believed in the. It wasn't a large, I can't remember. Am I making that up? No, I mean, well, actually, you got the Catholic Church has ah, come out. Yeah, the Vatican has come out and said that you know has made room for this. Uh, a guy by by the name of Paul Thigpen, who is a very smart theologian, like PhD guy, smart, very well respected. I believe he's a Roman Catholic now. He was He's not always been a Catholic, but I think he is now. He wrote a book on this. Uh, I've not read the book, but I've heard it's really good about the possibility of this. He's opening up. He's just exploring, if, is it possible? And then what's our reactions? Let's just say, you know, we find out tomorrow these objects are real, like it's really happening. And, you know, let's say we trust the government and they say, okay, we've made contact these are aliens. Here they are. Here's a picture of one, you know. What's our reaction as Christians? Well, some Christians would object and go, they would have a crisis of faith. Like, And I think just 10 years ago, I would be right there with them. I would be a person that would be, I'd have to go, okay, how do I assimilate this with my faith? I think there's some important questions we need to ask. Number one, you know, what I would have said 10 years ago, well, it's not in the Bible, so therefore it can't be true. problem with that is the Bible is truth in everything it says, but it's not exhaustive truth. So we could probably sit here and think of things that we know that are true that's not in the Bible. I think you mentioned like the, the planets. I mean, we think of quantum physics. I think of cellular uh, biology. You know, the Bible does not talk about that, but we know it's true. We know quantum physics is real. We know electromagnetic waves are true. The Bible doesn't talk about it. So we can't point to it and say, well, because the Bible doesn't mention extraterrestrial life, that therefore it's ruled out. God has communicated to us what we need to know and what's important about us. So that's an important thing. So if we just start there and go, okay, does the Bible say this can't happen? I don't think you can say that. Um, you can make some conjecture. You could try to, you know, put some lines together and go, well, because we're made in the image of God, we're special, cross is, car- is incarnate, then that means there can't be other intelligent life forms. But see, that gets back to what we talked about last week with AI. You know, we are made in God's image, is it possible God created other intelligent beings that are not eternal? So that, that's one thing people haven't thought about. So let's just say aliens are real. Uh, they could be very intelligent. They could be um, logical creatures, but not soulish creatures, and not, not have the gift of eternal life and not be made in Im- the image of God. That's one possibility. Another possibility is they could be soulish creatures. They could be creatures that have moral agency. They could be... Uh, image bearers too, like us. Um, now we've got the possibility of, okay, well, what about sin? Well, the angels. I mean, look at them. They're other creations other than us. They're intelligent. On a case-by-case basis, they decided whether to follow God or not or rebel. And there are many that still follow the Lord and are his servants. And some fell and rebelled. That could be the same about aliens. Aliens could be in the same situation if they existed, by the way. Um the other part is, like C.S. Lewis in the book Pella, uh, Pella, Pellaendra. What's the name of that book? Is it Pellaendria? 
I haven't read it. I didn't. I don't think I it's knew the about space it. trilogy. It earlier. It's the space trilogy. So it's like space out space of the trilogy, yeah. out of the silent planet um, Pelalandra. I should know this. And you then um, this, that hideous strength is the third book. The second book is Pelalandra. 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 Okay, there we go. That's the second one in his space trilogy. Um, and so he explores the possibility that there are aliens. It's it's a fiction book, but you know, Ransom goes to this planet. This fellow named Ransom, he meets these creatures that have a relationship with God. And they know Jesus, but they know him by a different name. And so there is this relationship they have with God through Jesus, but Jesus is just known as something else to them. Hmm. Is that a possibility? So I'm just throwing all that out there. And my my point in this is, you know, I don't think like in my heart of hearts aliens are real uh, I, I still have a lot of skepticism in my heart you know i, I grew up in the churches across so i'm very skeptical <laughs> it's part of my dna and i think there are some good things about being skeptical yep. so when i look at how the the chance for life you know or is so remote to have life like you have on earth like human beings but let's just say okay if there is life out there other than what what we have here on earth extraterrestrial life should it destroy our faith? And my answer to that is no, it should not. I hope all that rambling made some sense. No, it did. <clears throat> I, think it, I think it does all boil down to, because I've had conversations with people over and over again about aliens and people who are adamant there are aliens, people who are adamant they're not aliens. And I fall on the side of, I mean, I think there might be a chance there is, but I don't, I don't, I'm not convicted one way or the other. I don't really care. Right. Uh, you know, I think it's kind of silly to say we have pictures of universes on universes on universes and and this wide vast galaxy and we the only beings that exist are us and god or i guess the trinity uh outside you know kind of well that seems silly to say that we are so who knows what's out there but for me it is the question is what does it matter like if there's aliens so what what does that mean like what does that how's that going to affect my life because i know how the world's going to end I mean, God's made it clear that this is what's... I'm not worried about aliens coming and destroying Earth and killing us all because that's... I mean, unless that's... God's going to destroy it by fire and that could be the Independence Day. Oh, you haven't seen that movie, so never mind. You don't, you don't know. But no, seriously, I'm not worried about them coming. And, and you know, some of the stories are kind of seem kind of hokey. Like, you mean they traveled all this way just to, you know, abduct you and run tests on you and then drop back in the middle of a cow field? Like, is that what we're... Uh, some of them seem kind of crazy and hokey. But what does it matter? Like, yeah. That's... Why, why is why are so many people worried about this? What are you scared about? What are you nervous? Why can't you leave room for possibilities that we don't know about? Right. Um, you know, for me, putting God in, in a box and saying this is the only way He operates, and this is the only way that uh, this this is this is who God is, and we can't give room for any other possibility. That's just dangerous for me. That's how I think. That's how people end up losing their faith is right. because they've put everything into a box, and anything outside that box, it just crumbles everything. And so I think that's the bigger discussion: is what is your faith built on? I think that's the bigger discussion. I really think that's the crux of what today's podcast is about. Is you know instead of worrying so much about is this real? Why would this wreck your faith in the first place? Like, what is the basis of your faith? If, if this wrecks your faith, then something is missing. A scripture that we were talking about incorporating today, you know, I, I'll fall in the camp of I'm not worried about it. If if it does come along and they're true, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I know that God's worked things out for them too, so I'm not I'm not 
I don't worry for them. I don't worry for me. He's worked things out for me too. But one of the scriptures we talked about incorporating was uh, Colossians 1, 15 through 17. It says, He is the image of the invisible God that is Christ, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. You know, maybe some of the fear of aliens is, you know, there's just this bigger, greater force out there. Well, they're not bigger, greater than Jesus. Well, how do they, how does it work? You know, how salvation went? Well, that's not something we have to be concerned. I think we've addressed all those things. But I think the maybe the biggest fear for Christians, and hopefully that's somewhat been addressed as well, is, but they weren't mentioned in the Bible. So what does that mean for my faith? You know, how, how am I supposed to read Scripture now? And I think... Um, that just goes back to what we think Scripture is. You know, if, it, if it's not mentioned in Scripture, does that mean it's not real? Um, that kind of thing. But um, on, the, on the topic of, like, salvation and stuff, I wonder if that kind of answers some questions about extraterrestrial life in just, the, like, the realm of atonement. Um, there is something significant about whether or not aliens exist or not. I think I would have to put them in the realm of a non-soulish creature because of what happens in the atonement in particular with the incarnation like there's something specific in our salvation coming to us because god took on our form and he was 100 percent god and 100 percent man and that is that that reconciliation took place because of the form that jesus took irenaeus and athanasius two early church fathers both talked about how the atonement occurred because Christ, because God took on humanity. And he didn't take on some other form. He didn't take on... So maybe what we do meet are a form of humans. I don't know. But I, I just don't think that would play out the same way. Right. I think salvation has worked out for them differently, and they are going to be, again, if they exist or not, they're not going to be... Um, I don't know. They're, they're not human. They're not... And they don't, and salvation doesn't play out the same way for them. Right. Like it's significant that God did what He did for us. Christ is still in that human resurrected form at the right hand of God. That that all needs to play into um, what we conceive about extraterrestrial life too. Yeah, I think your deeper uh, philosophical objection to extraterrestrials would come to the idea of one of the members of the Godhead became human. Yeah. And so because of that, we share in the divine life, <clears throat> the, the divine dance. We're, we're called up into the life of the, the Trinitarian God, and that makes it very unique. Um, so I think I'm in agreement with you. If there were aliens, there would have to be some other plan of redemption. You know, I've heard some theologians have tried to say, well, the, the redemption and atonement of Christ on earth would carry over to them too. I, I don't buy that because there's yeah. something unique about he was a Jew mm-hmm. living in real space and time on this planet, and he redeemed these people here on Earth. So there would have to be, like I said, either like the angels where they're making a choice, and the ones that fall, maybe they don't fall. Maybe there's a group that out that's out there that did not fall from grace like we did. They didn't experience experience the curse and the draw of, you know, the epithemia, the sinful fle- passions of the flesh. You know, who knows? I mean, but. 
like we get back to over and over again, this shouldn't wreck our faith. There's ways to work this through intellectually where it's like, it's not the end of the world if, well, it could be the end of the world if the aliens show up and they're (laughs) nefarious and evil, but um, it's not something that should wreck our faith. Then we can go see Jesus, so really, (laughs) win-win. So win-win. lose-win, but... But we don't have to like lose our faith over it. You know, and the other part I, I want to just address, and I don't want this to sound too hokey or weird. This is open up to later podcasts, but when you talk about these experiences people are having with abductions, Michael Heiser and other people that have really researched this, this there's some areas of concern, maybe spiritual areas of concern. Do not get too enamored with this making contact with aliens. Um, it's like being enamored with the occult. You know, don't get too close to the fire. The Bible even talks about that, you know, uh, when Saul conjures up, you know, Samuel, the witch of Endor. You know, don't be enamored with, with a, the abode of the dead. Don't be enamored with demonic. And, and I would say don't be enamored with making contact with beings that you don't even know exist in the first place. Um, and and I, I don't want to tell you I believe all this, but this is just stuff I've read. This is out there. But there are parallels when you hear people talk about exorcisms, and I know that's a whole can of worms, like, does that really happen in today's time? You know, I've heard all that ended in the first century, and I, and I understand that argument. But when you look at people that deal with what they would call exorcisms today, uh, the parallels between alien abductions and exorcisms, very striking. Mm-hmm. You have beings that look similar, sometimes that manifest these aliens and these demonic foes are similar. The other thing, too, is they speak telepathically, and that's true of demonic and also these alien abductions. They speak without you know, using audible words. They communicate through, like, mind-to-mind. Um, they know things that other people don't know that's impossible. Uh, the one thing about aliens, though, that what I understand from some of the material, these alien contacts and these uh, close encounters with real creatures, supposedly, that people have had, like I say, I'm still skeptical of that, but they're always anti-Christian. They're not anti, anti-Hindu, they're not anti, anti-Islam, but they're always ambivalent toward Christianity, these alien creatures, which makes you wonder, like, why? Why Christianity do you pick them out <laughs> yeah. to be ambivalent toward? So Maybe because there's no plan of redemption for them. They don't like it. They don't like it. I don't know, I just find that interesting. And so some would point to, and I don't know if I'm there yet, but they would point to this and say, Demonic deception, be careful. Yeah. And I, I think there's some wisdom there of being enamored with things that you don't need to be enamored with. Don't yeah. be enamored with demonic. Don't be enamored with the occult. Don't be enamored with things that God's not told us about. You know, it's okay to question, you know, is there life out there, but don't let that dominate you. You know, try to make contact with them, like through these, well, these people are gathering in places and trying to summon these creatures and they're saying there's manifestations of these creatures when they do this and i'm like how is that not just that <laughs> there's your in and of itself is like you're educated how could you believe that first of all but then secondly why do that like yeah. that's scary so let's just say you believe there is a spiritual realm and there are demonic nefarious forces out there you could be talking to them and mm-hmm. not some alien creature yeah, yeah. As if this could get weirder, this podcast. <laughs> well, and, and next week we'll talk about ghosts, paranormal activity, things like that. But there are there, um, there are some parallels there. You know, when you read the Colossians passage, when he is, uh, let's see, where is it? he made the things we can see and the things we can't see. This idea that we have to know 
that I have to know the things that God hasn't told me. Well, one, if God hasn't revealed it to us, then how, we, we, won't, we can't know. Mm-hmm. We can't know the truth. We think we can know the truth, but we can't. Uh, and so we go on this, this, this crusade to find out everything we can. And I fully believe, of course, we can talk about it next week, but I fully believe that when we get wrapped up in ghosts, paranormal activity, things like that, that, that Satan can use that obsession with knowledge to, to reveal some things that's not true or yeah. to lead us down a path that gets us so far from, from faith, from God, from Jesus, from all of that. That man, we are just twisted and confused, and and, uh, and I think that's what this this alien obsession is that we have to know. No, I, I got to leave room in my life for the things that I can't see. I got to leave room in my life for the things that God has not revealed to us because He hasn't done it for a reason. And the fact that I mean, I've had people tell me, uh, ministers, everything I needed to know, God revealed to me at my baptism, and so they have an answer for everything. 30 years after they were baptized, they still have the same answers for everything. And I'm like, but you can't, and I remember saying, but you, especially when we were talking about aliens. No, God revealed to me at my baptism about aliens. Well, what did he reveal to you? That there are no aliens, because it's not in scripture. <laughs> like, but, so you can't leave a little bit of room in there. No, absolutely not. And there was the idea that my faith, I realized his, their faith was built on their knowledge. And that if anything outside of that was ever proven, that they would crumble. And, and I can say, that almost every one of the ministers, preachers that I had those conversations with, none of them are ministering anymore. Yeah. Because it was built on everything I know. There was no room in there whatsoever they, uh, to be wrong or <clears throat> Yeah. They made their God too small. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We don't like mystery yeah. in the Western church. That there's some things that are mysterious that we can't we can't explain. Yeah. That's okay. I'm as I get older I'm getting better with that. Like there's a lot of things I'll tell my kids, I don't know. Like at one time I try to Act like I knew the answer, and I'm like, it's better just to be honest and go. I don't really know the answer to that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've had girls. Dad, is aliens real? I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. But Possibly. It'd be cool if they are, and if not, <clears throat> oh well. Like it's they, they make great movies. It makes for good sci-fi, but I think it's a really good, important conversation. What these what these subjects do is they stretch us. I think, and it's not a bad thing, you know, to really challenge us about what is the plan of redemption, what makes us special. What makes us different? That's a good thing. And think of how that plays out for, you know, it, is there other parts of God's creation we don't know about? So this is not something to be afraid of. I think just the, the most important thing to remember is that last line in that Colossians 1, or that verse 17. Yeah. Jesus Christ holds all creation together. Yep. Whatever that creation is, trust he him. holds it all together. we got to trust him. Yeah. Don't let things, don't let things that we don't know about affect us so deeply we just don't know well uh so we just made a 30 minute podcast to come to the conclusion of are there aliens i don't know i don't know i don't know uh again there's something you think that you would like for us to kind of tackle or talk about or any kind of thing going on again it may sound like why are we talking about aliens but this is something that that's still going on and new stuff comes out and uh, news and, and people who are in the know that I'm not in the know talking about. And so it's good to talk about these things. But if there's something you say, hey, I'd like to hear you guys talk. I think we're going to do some parenting stuff at some point. Where, I mean, we've got a, a list of stuff. Shoot us an email. Uh, call at the church office if you want. Uh, or just, no, call Chris. Don't call us. Yeah, call Chris. Yeah, call Chris. <laughs> we're going to be out in the woods. We're out in the woods Chris right now. Some more we people don't, call him yeah. or text him during the day. We don't have signal right now, so <laughs> don't, don't call us. 
Uh, Devin, fact, just drop by the office. Yeah, drop by yeah, the yeah, office yeah. and talk to Chris. <laughs> Appreciate that. Talk Thank to you. Chris. I just sit here waiting. Yeah. Well, you waiting. Do, right? Chris doesn't Questions. have anything else to do. Yeah. I walk into his office. Chris, what are you doing? Just waiting for the next just person to pop in. Oh. Okay. Well, people mean well. Well, Devin, I hope you survive. I hope you have survived camp at this point. Likewise, Godspeed. Yes, we'll see you on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll uh, hold it down while you guys are gone. <laughs> Be toughing it out here in Dothan. All right. Well, hopefully we will see you all next week. Have a blessed week.